The Stories I Wish You Heard is a member of Bunk Collective, podcasts that came to play. Check out this other podcast, one of many great titles, only from Bunk. Hirap na hirap na po kami mag-anak. Tambak po ang labahin, wala pong lutong ulam, ang dumi-dumi po ng bahay. Ang mga anak po namin, tatlong araw na pong walang ligo. Hindi ko po siya makausap na ng maayos. Wala po siyang ginawa kundi makinig ng podcast. Yung po bang The Balut Kiki Project? Kung saan-saan po siya nakikinig, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Podchaser. Mayat maya po, bigla na lang pong tatawa, bigla na lang pong iiyak habang nakikinig. Ano po bang meron sa podcast na yan? Ano po bang meron sa The Balut Kiki Project podcast na yan? <laughs> The Balut Kiki Project. Batteries not included. Hey, welcome to the stories I wish you heard. You're listening to the B episode for you, me, and a parallel universe. So if you haven't listened to that yet, you can pause this episode first and come back after. If this is your first time listening to the show, The B episode is where I share some of the behind-the-scenes stuff for the story. It is also a safe space where storytellers like you can unpack and share some of the stories you wish were heard. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can show your support by clicking follow or subscribe. You'll get notified whenever a new post is up. You can also rate the show on Spotify or leave a review on the Apple Podcasts app to let me know how I'm doing. And with that out of the way, let's get unpacking. I wrote You, Me, in a Parallel Universe in October 2021 as part of a collaboration with Kindred Productions. Kindred is a full-scale audio production house in the Philippines. They are the brains behind Project Creator, an initiative geared towards elevating creators' content through sound, ensuring that the full potential of their creative work is felt by being heard. Kindred is extending a hand to all sorts of artists, including me, providing all-around sound solutions tailored to fit every need minus the hassle. Kindred partnered with Bunk Collective to see which shows they could work with, and I pitched a sort of exchange with them. They would send me a song from one of their artists, and I would in turn write a story about it. We recorded it in November, and they facilitated the recording, provided a score, mastered all the episodes. It was such a cool experience, and they were so much fun to work with. If you have any audio production needs, I highly recommend them. You can send an email to business at kindredism.xyz. Now, the song is called Away, and it's by kindred artist Cavill, and I got major goosebumps when I heard it for the first time. There were definitely some lines I fixated on, and I could imagine someone who was super successful, but was considering all that he left behind to get there. Funny thing is, I told Cavill my interpretation, and he said I was pretty far off the mark in terms of the original intention, but he loved that the song he wrote and performed could mean different things to different people. Cavill also scored and mastered all the episodes. He's an incredible artist, so if you haven't already, check him out on Spotify. So, there's a lot to unpack just on this story alone. It is the longest one I've ever recorded for the podcast, hence the five-part release. I would break it down into three major segments. The Billy opener, the 2012 stuff, and the 2022 stuff. The Billy story was the first thing I wrote for this. It's from a throwaway moment from my early 20s. I remember I was hanging out with this guy, and he was fun to be with, but there was always something about him that just seemed a little out of reach. And I was snooping around, and I noticed that there was a pair of everything in his apartment, like toothbrushes, slippers, towels, there was even a a matching pair of coffee mugs. And that's when I realized, oof, he was spoken for. (laughs) 
<laughs> I ended things very quickly after that, of course. Um, I flipped that around for Billy's story. So he saw there was only one of everything. So our main character couldn't be in a relationship. The bus side of the story was for my friend YJ, who appeared in the fifth episode of the first season. He told me this story a long time ago about how he was supposed to run away with someone, but he decided not to after talking with his sister. So that conversation with the Louis Vuitton, that actually happened to him. And the circumstances were fairly similar. They were in love, but they were in different places emotionally and also financially. So when he first told me the story, I said, I could imagine it as a, a sad little indie flick. Like, you know, it's raining and he comes back to the bus station every year and he's hoping for the courage to get on the bus. I asked him if a Louis Vuitton bag was really worth turning your back on someone you love, and he told me that it wasn't really about the bag. It was that he would have to leave everything behind for a future that didn't really hold any certainty. It wasn't that the love wasn't enough, it was that his love for himself just weighed more. One side of the story that I tried to keep subtle was who the bus driver really was. In my blog, I love leaving little Easter eggs in white font for people to find. So you would have to select the, <laughs> the section so that you could read it. And in this story, it was this line. A part of me never left that bus station. But then again, neither did he. In the podcast, that latter line had its volume way down. And so I think that's the audio equivalent of a white font excerpt. But I just stood there, chicken shit and in tears, as I watched him flash a half-smile, telling me it's okay. And he was glad to see me one last time. A part of me never left that bus station. But then again, neither did he. Now, this was one of four clues that I left when the main character said, I know I said I wouldn't be back here, but I guess I failed. This was parallel to what the eloper said about quitting cigarettes. I know. I said I wouldn't be back here, but I guess I failed. Didn't you say you were quitting? I asked him, sleep in my voice. He looked up and flashed me a half smile. I did, but... I guess I failed. And when he snaps at the bus driver who had joked that tonight could be the night he'd actually get on the bus, he says if he's being honest, he knows that the driver is one of the few people who actually give a shit about him. The last clue is a little more on the nose. He says, in a parallel universe, we are closer, which is pretty much the entire story in one sentence. So both the eloper and the bus driver were voiced by Burn of Astrology, and this was completely intentional. They are the same person. <laughs> I like the idea that uh, the eloper went out in search for his luck, but he couldn't really fully commit to his new life without our main character. So I imagined he took a job with the bus company so he could keep coming back until the last bus takes them home. It's not really realistic, but hey, it's a story. And I'd like to think if you really care about someone, you'd keep that door open as long as he could. So that's the story behind this season's story. A big shout out to Jerfy, Brian, Red, and Kimmy for helping me workshop this story in its earliest forms. Also to VP and Burn of Astrology and Jaime and Janine of Kindred for voicing the characters. 
It was so much fun to get together and record in an actual studio. I felt like a professional. Um, I'll put some of the photos in this episode's cover art so you can see just how much fun we had. And after the break, we'll listen to this week's storytellers who'll tell us if they would risk everything to be with someone they love. We'll be right back with the stories I wish you heard. Hey everyone, my name is Greg. I'm McCoy. And I'm Dee. We're from GamChat. We're three Filipino-American gay guys discussing topics about culture, LGBTQ identity, politics, even love. Or the lack thereof. Here we go again. Okay, okay. We also cover family dramas and everything your tita baby and uncle boy don't want to talk about. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome back to the stories I wish you heard. You just heard the ad for GamChat Podcast, a bi-weekly conversation with three Filipino gay guys trying to make sense of anything and everything in the world today. In their latest episode, GamChat v. SCOTUS, the boys spill and throw tea at the overturning of Roe v. Wade, a U.S. landmark decision that protected a woman's right to her own body. I'll leave a link in the show notes if you'd like to give it a listen. And now earlier this week, I posted this question, would you risk everything to be with someone you love? This week, we have a total of seven entries, and let's see what our storytellers had to say. Our first entry comes from our resident storyteller, McCoy, of the GamChat podcast. Let's listen to what McCoy had to say. Hey, city boy, this is McCoy. I'm glad you're back. Now for your question, would I risk everything to be with someone I love? My answer would be yes, 20 years ago. Because the older I got, the more pragmatic and a realist I've become. And this question as presented is fraught. It's such a stark choice. It's a yes or no. Or maybe in some cases a maybe. But then again, that answer may not be taken well by the person asking. But you can also look at it from a romantic point of view. And you know, it's nice. You know, who wouldn't want to hear someone you love uh, tell you they'll do everything for you to be with you? But let's face it. That's often not the reality. I've had situations in the past where I have done everything for the person I love. I put everything in one basket, and when they left, they took that basket with them, along with all the love and the time I gave, and left really nothing for me. Uh, I was left there having to repair neglected relationships with my friends and family. But then again... If you've been in a relationship for a long time with the same partner... Your answer to the question may be different. Besides, you have both invested heavily in your relationship. These days, I'm more of a would-you-risk-everything-for-self-love. And that I can confidently answer with a yes. So, there's a lot to unpack here, and I'm so happy that McCoy's entry has such a positive ending. He talks about how in the past, he gave everything up, going as far as neglecting relationships in the name of love. But when said love falls by the wayside, he found himself alone and with nothing. Such is the risk we take. We could win it all, but we could just as easily lose it all. McCoy says that he now believes he would risk everything for love. Self-love, that is. So thank you, McCoy, for this wonderful reminder that the first person we need to love and risk everything for is often in the mirror. Our next entry comes from Mukibo. Let's listen to what she had to say. I'd like to say that I would risk everything for someone that I loved, but if I'm going to be realistic, 
I probably wouldn't. Um, I know myself and I know that I can be pretty stupid when it comes to love, but I can also be very rational um, or or like my overthinking doesn't stop. <laughs> and at the end of the day, even if I was um, stupid enough to stay in a situation where I think it wasn't really good for me, I still wouldn't be able to like take that final step of actually risking everything else and everything that I'm comfortable with just for that person. Like, even if my heart is in it, I'd probably just be stuck in limbo and kind of in that indecisive state of, I want to be with this person, but I also don't want to sacrifice this, or I don't want to leave this behind, or I want to be with this person, but I know I am smart enough to not make that mistake, if that makes sense. (laughs) It makes perfect sense because I think Mokibo and the story's main character share the same beliefs. It's almost like there's a failsafe in the system. You want to go all in to the point where you'll run home to pack a bag, but something always stops you. Maybe like her, I'm also much more realistic now that I'm in my 30s. It would be so romantic to think of a damn the world, go against all odds, Amy Winehouse kind of love. But with age comes wisdom, and hopefully, reason. If it were true love, it wouldn't demand you to destroy your whole life to pursue it. So thank you, Mukibo, for letting us know that there's a voice in our head that we need to listen to. Limbo is good. It buys you time to make your next move, and based on where you're at now, I think the extra time you took to think things through really paid off in the end. Our next entry comes from Earl of the Philippine Campfire Stories. Earl has a slightly different answer to the question, and let's hear what he has to say. Hi, my name is Earl. Congratulations on an awesome season. I'm pretty sure that there are a lot of hearts out there that are now being reminded of their similar stories, so thank you. (laughs) Okay, I'm heeding your call to answer the question. Would you risk everything to be with someone you love? In a beat, I would say yes. I'm such a romantic that way. When I was younger, I liked a grandeur in terms of love and its expressions. The kind that you see in the movies. Then I grew up and I grew older and my view about expression of love changed. Now it's more practical. I went away from the one that I love And now I'm living abroad away from my husband. But to be honest, I wouldn't even be able to call him that if I didn't move here in the first place. Basically, what I'm saying is that yes, I would risk everything to be with the one that I love. But I can also risk everything for the one that I love, even if that means being away from him. So, we often think that the meaning of risking everything entails some midnight getaway, but love has different expressions. In Earl's case, he had to move away from his husband so he can gainfully provide for their family. Like in the case of many Filipinos who seek their future in other lands, it's become a way to show how much you care for your family. You sacrifice because you love. Thank you, Earl, for showing us that love can take on different forms. In this case, a sacrifice to be able to provide for the ones we love. I think that all of this struggle will make it that much sweeter when you finally come home to each other's arms. 
Our next storyteller is Precious, and this is her first entry to the show. Precious said that this show popped up on her screen at 1am. In my opinion, that's the best time to listen to stories. But anyway, she felt compelled to answer the question, and here's what she had to say. I believe that there are people that we think that we love, but we cannot give them the world or leave the world for them for some reason. But sometimes, there are people in your life that we are willing to give up everything just to have them, even if they can do the same for us. When you see a potential, a future with them, you will get automatically blind and will start to risk everything just to have them, or just to be with them, or just to be able to do all the plans that you have in your mind. But for me, it's always a case-to-case basis. I have learned my lesson I don't want to get hurt again. I would trust everything if, only if, the person I love would do the same for me. We are not living just to be ignored or to be left out. It is true that loving someone is always a choice. That's why we shouldn't settle for less because the fact that we have always a choice. We have a choice to stay, to leave, or to change. It could be your character or your situation. Let's normalize not risking everything just because we love them. We have the right to know if our plans and feelings are both mutual. You know, some people just have a kind of power over us. Maybe it's attraction, desire, or maybe lust. Uh, but the right person will make you abandon all logic given the right circumstances. It sounds to me like Precious has risked everything in the past, and unfortunately, the person they chose to be with did not risk as much as she did. But after she was done wiping her tears, she was able to learn a valuable lesson, one she chose to share with all of us today. Risk everything, but only if the person is willing to do the same. You don't deserve to be ignored, holding the dust of all your collective hopes and dreams, only to be ignored in the end. Thank you, Precious, for making us realize that we shouldn't settle for less. We deserve a mutual kind of love. One that gives as much as it takes. We have three more entries after the break. We'll be right back with the stories I wish you heard. Bakit mabaho ang Lutubog ito? Lutubog na ba ang Pilipinas? Mahihain ba ang makaya? Bakit bumabagyo sa Pinas? Mga katanungang bumabagabag sa kaisipan ni Juan. Halika, bigyan natin ang mga sayantipikong kasagutan. Ito ang inyong gurong lakan mula sa Bulacan, Sir Red. At ito ang Hainay na Tagham, the podcast year 2. Pakinggan sa lahat ng major podcast streaming platforms. Tara, matuto, magsaliksik, magkaroon ng dagdag na kaalaman. Hainayan, magpakailanman. Welcome back to the stories I wish you heard. You just heard the ad for Hainayan at Agham, a biology and science podcast hosted by your homegrown Gurong Lakan from Bulacan, Sir Red. His latest episode on erection and erectile dysfunction is the fifth installment of his Let's Talk About Sex series. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Red is also our next storyteller, and let's see if he would risk everything to be with someone he loves. Magandang buhay. To simply answer your question for this B episode, um, would you risk everything for the person, people, for anyone that you love? Um, my answer would be no, with reservations. So, bakit nga ba? Kasi, ano naman eh? Um, in the first place, you can do 
everything. You can do anything for the people that you love. But uh, there is everything for him, for her, for them, for anyone that you loved. You can actually um, be equivalent to risking everything that you have, everything that you worked for, everything that you established, not only for yourself but also for other people. At the end of the day, kinakailangan rin naman natin ng compromise pagdating sa mga bagay na yan. And I am actually one of those people who believe na the universe will always conspire. Um, the universe will um, create that journey, that way, um, the pathway. Para at the end of the day, at the end of all struggles, at the end of all challenges, at the end of your story or the chapter of your story, magiging magkasama kayo nitong significant person or significant people na ito. It is a no-word reservations kasi hindi mo naman talaga kailangang i-rest lahat. Kaya mong gawin ang lahat. Kaya mong gawin na napakaraming bagay para magkita kayo, para magkasama kayo, para maging kayo in the end. But remember, at the end of the day, meron kang sarili mga struggles. You have your own challenges in your own life na kailangan mong pagtagumpayan Mahirap ibigay ang sarili mo nang hindi ka kompleto mismo. Kailangan kompletuhin mo muna ang sarili mo or maging enough ka para sa sarili mo bago mo maibahagi ito sa ibang tao. Please take note, maibahagi at hindi ibigay. I love the wordplay at the end. Ibahagi or to share, not ibigay, to give. To give yourself fully is to deny oneself. But to share means that there's equal accountability. You have me, but not beyond the point that I would lose myself in the process. I also like how romantic Red's point of view is. The universe will always conspire to bring you and the one you're meant to be with together in the end. Perhaps if the main character in You, Me, in a Parallel Universe believed the same thing, he wouldn't be sitting in bus stations alone. He would know that eventually, he and the bus driver would get their happy ever after. So, thank you Red for this wonderful submission. You're so masterful at teaching that it even trickles over to your story submissions. Our next storyteller is Sean, and this is his first entry to the show. Let's listen to what he had to say. Would I risk everything for the one I love? I wish. I hope I could. I'd like to believe that we could, but I guess we couldn't. In this universe, I guess. And I guess that thought kills me. Every time I stare at the ceiling in the dark. Every night. Every time I get a glimpse of them amidst the sea of people. And every time I get home and smell that damn perfume on my shirt and arms from a friendly embrace. I always go back on these thoughts. What if I told you I love you when we were younger? Would you love me? Would you love as recklessly as I do? What if you're just waiting for me? Are all of this just in my head? How am I standing on the edge yet have been falling for years? I'd like to believe that there's a parallel universe where we're together where I wasn't afraid to tell you I love you more than we already have or 
more than I already love you. Where you'd hold me and I'd feel home in your arms. Where we'd do that corny domestic things. I'd cook for you, I'd clean the house, take the children to school, walk the dog, dance with you in the middle of the kitchen with our favorite tune comes on the radio. But I guess we're on a different story. Maybe I'll forever be Bujoy and you'll be Ned. Is it a mistake? Is this the biggest mistake that I ever made? Falling in love with my best friend. I don't know. But it sure hurts like hell. <sighs> Would I risk it all? I think I risked a lot. But I couldn't risk it all in this lifetime. So... Sean is in an unrequited love situation, and he makes a reference to a Jolina and Marvin movie. He is in love with his best friend. He says he wishes he had the courage to risk everything, but he knows that in this life at least, he cannot. I'd like to believe in that universe where Sean is a picture of domestication, but draw comfort in the fact that love comes in many shapes and forms. Sometimes, the best love we can offer somebody is friendship companionship, being there for them in a way that a lover never could. So thank you, Sean, for your honesty and for trusting this show with your story. You say it hurts like hell, but such is the pain of twin flames. Perhaps in the future, when you meet the one who is made for you, all the pain will make sense. And by then, you would know how to truly love and care for him, because this love taught you how. Our final entry comes from Dodong Diaries, and this is also his first entry to the show. Before I play his entry though, I want to issue a trigger warning for mental health. If you find stories about depression or PTSD triggering, I urge you to skip this part of the episode. If you or someone you know are going through an episode right now and need someone to talk to, please contact the National Mental Health Crisis Hotline at 1553 for Luzon-based landlines, 0917-899-USAP for Globe and TM subscribers or 0908-639-2672 for SmartSun and TNT subscribers. Without further ado, let's listen to Dodong's entry. Everything seems to be too much to risk and to give up for somebody. I don't care what song lyrics say. Parents may be willing to make this ultimate sacrifice saying they would give up their lives for their child. And some mothers actually have, dying in childbirth, literally sacrificing their very lives so their baby could be born. But to risk everything? This was the last thought swirling in my head before I fell asleep last night. And now, lying half awake, as my sleep is interrupted by loud snoring, it's literally the first thought in my head. I have woken up next to his face every day for most of the last ten odd years. Every crease on his forehead, every mole on his cheek, now all commonplace and familiar. Even half covered under the sheets, his breath seems typical, and his snores almost uninteresting. I've actually recorded them in the past, 
and punished him for keeping me up at night by having him listen back to the recording of his loud snores over breakfast the next morning. I guess after being together for more than a decade, that people find new ways to amuse themselves as a couple. And the longer you stay together, the weirder and the sillier the ways. Familiarity becomes the enemy, and novelty is all the therapy that your relationship needs. Everything that seems like a lot to risk for another person, to give them your everything. Don't some song lyrics say never give somebody your all? Always leave something for yourself? After all, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Wise words. My cup has been empty for the last two years because of clinical depression and PTSD. I have been running on empty, going through the motions of waking and living, if you can call it that, every day. It's not a way to live, I tell you. It's not living at all. Fighting demons in your head during your waking hours and then trying to wake up to escape from the nightmares just when you're lucky enough to get some sleep. And maybe you're wondering. I did try to end it. Yes, end everything. With 80 pills and a couple of cuts on my left arm. Almost two years ago. But I woke up in the hospital alive. But my cup was still bone dry and empty in my hand. But he was there. His familiar face with every crease and every mole on it. Just like he was there when I missed my college graduation. To instead spend the whole day with him at the mall arcade, he was there. Just like he was there when I sobbed in front of my mother's coffin after seeing her waste slowly away for three months, he was there. Just like he was there when I had another panic attack the other day, and the Pyrex dish I was washing slipped from my hand and broke, and glided temptingly close to my wrist, he was there. Just like he was at every other panic attack, anxiety attack, and depressive episode, he was always there. Just like he was there when I woke up at the hospital two years ago, with my empty cup, bearing no words of judgment, he just lay beside me and held my hand quietly, with tears crawling down his familiar face. And I lay here this morning watching the same person, still snoring, still snorting loudly, in front of me. Beside me. With me. This person who not once left my side. Keeping me awake when I needed to feel awake. Keeping me alive when I needed to be reminded what it feels like to be alive. And so every day I wake up, excited to be better than yesterday. Even if it's just going through the motions. Because at this moment, he says, that is the everything that he needs from me. Until I can finally, genuinely feel alive again. 
and after all that's happened for the person who's done all this for me, everything suddenly becomes too easy of a risk to take. Wow, that was that was just haunting and beautiful. Thank you, Dodong, for sharing your story with me. There's a lot to unpack, so let's get to it. The concept of giving everything up constitutes that the sum of your parts, when assigned a numerical figure, would be a big number. But what about those of us who struggle with depression? Sometimes that number can seem more like a decimal figure or even a negative integer. I think there's beauty and normal, and I write about these everyday normal scenes a lot because I genuinely think that there's so much love in waking up beside somebody you love, making breakfast, and a life together in your corner of the world. But these stories often breeze through the darkness that Dodong paints a beautiful picture of. Can you give everything when there is nothing left? Some of our storytellers have talked about being whole yourself before you can give to others. When all those unfortunate events happened to Dodong, he was desperate for a way out. Thank God it didn't end there, that it was a semicolon and not a period. Thank God he lived through those episodes and woke up beside his lover's familiar face and loud snoring. Thank you, Dodong, for being so open in your entry and for showing us the beauty and normal. The man you're with is a keeper, and he provides a blueprint for those of us who may be with people who are struggling with their mental health. You don't need to demand everything. You don't need a hundred happy breakfasts or empty smiles in a photograph. You just need to be there, holding their hand through the storm, weathering it together. There is power in love, and sometimes our love can be the final stronghold to talk somebody off the ledge. So, some final words on this week's episode. We've seen different accounts of whether it would be prudent to risk your entire life for the chance to be with someone you love. I don't claim to know all the answers. All I can give you is what my own experiences have taught me, and I hope that these find meaning in your lives. Love is powerful. Like a flame, it blazes, and if you're not careful, you could find yourself consumed. If you're at a point in your life where you feel empty because someone you gave your heart to didn't take care of it, I hope you take a moment to rebuild yourself. You can't risk everything if there is nothing left. As the saying goes, you can't pour from an empty cup. So focus on you, make sure you're at 100%, so the next time love comes around, and it will, you'll be ready. I've been in short relationships and long relationships, and the only difference I can tell you with the latter is it is filled with so many mundane moments. If you are with somebody, I hope that you can appreciate the mundane mornings together, the small events that make up your entire life. It's a luxury that not everybody gets, and as humans, we are often doomed to take for granted what is constant. Remind yourself daily that love is a constant choosing. It doesn't have to be Christmas every day. Most days, it's enough to just wake up together in the morning and go to sleep in the same bed at night. That small thing already is everything. Now, if I were to put myself in the story... I don't think the eloper's love was worth risking everything for. Perhaps it's just lazy writing, but there really wasn't much compelling our main character to leave with him at that point in the story. There was just some vague mission to find his luck in some other city. But 10 years later, when the eloper is now our bus driver, 
who patiently waits for the main character to get on the bus. I think that's the kind of love I would risk everything for. It's a love that demands as much as it gives. It's a love that is patient and kind. And it's a love that risks everything, but gives everything back in the end. (laughs) That bell tells us that that's all the unpacking we have for this episode. Thank you to our storytellers for sharing your recordings. It's been an honor to share the stories you wish were heard. If you'd like to weigh in on this week's episode, you can share your stories with me on Twitter or Instagram by tagging me at CityBoy or on Facebook at facebook.com slash the stories I wish you heard. Yumi in a Parallel Universe was recorded at Kindred Productions, a full-scale audio production house located at the fifth floor of Shaw Plaza, Shaw Boulevard, Barangay Wakwak, Mandaluyong City. Record your podcast and other audio production needs here. For bookings, you can call or text 0926-620-8621 or send them an email at business at kindredism.xyz. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Come back next week when you feature another story on The Stories I Wish You Heard. 